1: Kane and Bucks. And we are
0: absolutely loaded uh, for finals action on SEN at Breakfast. There is plenty coming up on our program. We'd love to get you involved and you can have your say as always on the IMAR Insurance Open Line. There's no shortage of things to talk about this morning. 1300 736 736 coming up on the McCafe menu today. The Buck stops here, the finals edition. He plays well in September. He's a big game player. Looking forward to that. Brisbane star and Lee Matthews himself, Cam Rayner looked like he turned into Lee Matthews on the weekend. What a breakout finals performance from him with three goals and one of Brisbane's best in a dominant display there through to a home prelim final in a fortnight's time. Tom Morris has has some big football news for us, including some more changes at the Western Bulldogs and all the sporting action over the weekend. Questions without notice. All the usual topics. Uh, and your thoughts as well. The Collingwood champion, the Brownlow medalist, the big game player, and the man who's done more double-page spreads in the Herald Sun than anyone else in the last two weeks is my
1: co-host, Nathan Buckley. Good morning, Bucks. Good morning, mate. Definitely overexposed, this bloke. Gee whiz. Mm. That, that that interview with Hamish was done three months ago, I, and <laughs> I did feel there was, there's a there's a little bit of imposter syndrome that sort of pops up. Um, because you're sort of talking out of your bandwidth a little bit when you actually open yourself up and you talk about your personal stuff, but uh, at the same time, I'm happy to be a role model in that regard because it's not been normal for me uh, mm. to open right up, and I reckon it's something that uh, it's something that I am passionate about. Yeah, sort of you don't you don't need, you don't need to defend yourself. No, no, for, no. I'm just talking cause... just just openly about imposter syndrome. Hey, I um, I'm there's massive overload. <laughs> I've got information overload. It's five minutes past six. <laughs> We've got about nine screens going here the n f l has just started so round one we've got the u s open final that the, yep. the guys are warming up you're you're saying did you see the vision of this bloke that got shot <laughs> in, at the cafe <laughs> I haven't seen that yet like like there's um there is a lot happening is there not that was an off air conversation <laughs> oh, well it's 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 a conversation that's gonna be taking place around the water oh. it when 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 that world gets brought into you know Goes above the ether and and sort of comes into the well. In, I think it's, our realm. Th- it's it's
0: scary. It's it is frightening, and there was some frightening incidents in Melbourne over the over the weekend. Clearly, and the reason it's frightening is because you're surrounded by everyday people just going about their business, and they've been thrust into this world that they shouldn't be. Like these people are having a quiet coffee. And someone is assassinated literally half a
1: meter away from this. Well, that's the, for me. Imagine pa- if you're in the corner of the cafe of and that, that's your normal place. You, you've got Friday. no idea these two blokes come and sit at the table and you've got no idea who they are. Mm. And then all of a sudden one of them's dead. I, I mean, that,
0: that's that, that happened in real life. And it's on page four of the, the Herald Sun this morning. You can see the assassin pointing pointing the gun. It's, it's absolutely brutal. So yeah, it is, it is a bit of information overload. We've got five screens. So yeah. Novak and Medvedev are just about to get underway. The US Open final, of course. Uh, Coco Gauff won it for the women's yesterday. Um, what a young star she is. The American well-received.
1: And Zab- and-, and Zabalenka's <laughs> stuff, I think. like So we've got BP later, t- later yeah. this morning. I'm looking forward to asking him a few questions about Obviously, for me, I haven't absorbed a lot of it. Mm. But then you see, you get to the pointy end of any sporting event, you actually you find out more about the personalities that actually compete at the pointy end, and you do like their and their and their frailties and all their strengths and how they overcome it. And that's that's what we saw in the finals on the weekend. You see four matchups. You see the weaknesses of teams. You see the strengths of teams. You see them at their individuals at their um at their when they're challenged the most and whether they stand up or whether they don't or, and I think that's the fascinating thing about sport is it does expose character.
0: Mm, Particularly when the stakes are raised and we saw that a little bit with some goal kicking, just a small example of that over the weekend with some Melbourne players and then Port Adelaide not being able to cope with that. And some usually really reliable people just capitulating under the finals pressure. And that's what we love about September, Um, can you that'll remember... Be,
1: that'll be in the buck stops. It's definitely a key part of uh, performance, isn't it? Good,
0: and I'm sure you'll mention the, the Braden Maynard incident. Can you, just just your overarching view, can you remember an uh, incident that has been as divisive as this? Not really. 50-50, I reckon. Like, genuine 50% well, I, I, think he should go. Really? Yeah, I, I do. I, I think... Well, because well,
1: we're both on the same side of this.
0: Well, I think anyone that's played football at that level is on,
1: is on our side. If you do have it at 50, 50, I mean, I know that there's a, there's a groundswell of, of, um, I suppose it's, there's, it's nearly a retribution type feeling that I get that, that needs to be an eye for an eye type thing that, that, that one of, one of our players and, and you're talking about two really passionate supporter bases, which I think is one of the reasons and we, with this the Collingwood Melbourne game was speculated five or six rounds out. Mm. So it, it it had been it had been built up. It was the first final. It was early in the contest. It's a a much loved figure in Brayshaw and, and um and that injury is not, not an injury that you want anyone to endure and to go through in his history with um with head knocks as well. You've got a, a combative individual in in Brayden mm. maynard who happens to be in one of the most hated uh you know clubs and teams mm. you can't really say that about this team they're, they're generally very well respected but i think you get into a final you get to a point in and yes there is there is i think it brings up an emotive response it does. And, and i think that that the logic goes away when mm. the emotion kicks in
0: and and ratio was very likable I mean, there's people um, really respect and and like his character and the history that he's got with concussion as well. So there's absolutely some. So took over
1: took over um, chocolates and wine to to Angus's house the next. I think on the Saturday morning. But that's um, yeah. Brasi's a he's a ripping uh, young man. He's a quality individual underneath that combative um, footballer. He's he's a he's a massive competitor on field. And yes, he does play it on the edge. So I think all of those things combined. It's um, and even the way and the manner that the that the um, finding came down from the MRO suggested that not all is uh, in harmony in the AFL either. No. I think there's. I think we might as well go there now. I, I, I mean, why couldn't th- why couldn't the MRO officer? It seemed to me like Michael Christian didn't really want to refer that. So why can't that not be referred and then the AFL just appeal it for it to be sent to the tribunal? Because I point? think that's got to be the right process. We'll get the, we'll, we'll definitely ask Tom about that when he comes. Tom's in later. sitting outside the studio. He's all over this situation, and he and
0: he was the one that reported Braden Maynard going over to Bradshaw's house as well. So we'll we'll get the latest with Tom. He's going to join us. Was very, it very chocolates shortly. and wine? Or, or and I well. want to ask Tom, what's the point of Michael Christian? Well, what's the point? Well, why have we got him? What, why what is what is the point of having an independent MRO when the AFL just come over the top anyway?
1: Well, when the dust settles, and and Brad Scott actually mentioned this um, at some point, I believe, um, is that the the legal counsel and the general manager, like I think Laura Kane's been sitting there for a while. Mm. Andrew Dillon might have mm. been sitting in there for a while. Um, Stephen Mead, I think it is, who's is, is he the, the AFL sure. legal counsel? But I think they they sit with Michael Christian and talk about the incident. So. It's a, it's nearly a decision by panel, and and as we've said, or, well, as we, I'm not sure if Brad mentioned Brad Scott mentioned that or whether it's um, whether it's scuttlebutt, but I, I do believe that 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 the legal ramifications are considered with these MRO decisions. So it's it's as much a business decision as mm. it is a football decision, mm. and as long as we understand that, well, then probably. It, it adds a little bit more grey about what's what's going to take place in the next 48 hours um, at this tribunal hearing because yep. it may well have an aspect of business decision in it. Mm. Well, we Kingy and I spoke
0: about it on Friday morning. This issue's been here for a long time and that we had 7,700 votes on our Twitter poll on FCM Breakfast. Does Maynard, does Maynard uh, deserve a suspension? 49% said yes and 51% said no. Well, there you that, go. That's why I say it's been... 50-50, I feel like the the longer it's gone on, you've got the social media aspect of this is huge. You've got people doing diagrams and telling us he should dump, jump out the way. And there's a lot of Melbourne fans fired up about this. And I definitely think the personality comes into it. And then um, Melbourne themselves as a club has been quite outspoken. I don't think Simon Goodwood did Brayden Maynard any favours nah. with his comments, very emotional after the game. And then Christian Petrarca was asked about it yesterday and I didn't have as much of an issue with this because he was just speaking honestly about his teammate
1: yeah I went and visited him yesterday uh Friday um with Gorney and um yeah he's not going great to be honest like he's um obviously he's had a bit of concussion history um but uh, like fortunate that it's only it was six years ago it's not kind of um so frequent but um yeah he's got a bit of a sore neck um and it's really sad like he's one of my closest mates so I think just in general to see anyone with concussion, whether it's a Collingwood player or a Melbourne player, it is really tough to see someone on the ground. Um, mm. Already we've got text coming. I so know. Maynard can't be suspended. His sole objective was to smother the ball. In doing that, it became an incidental uh, in, in incidental conduct. Bucks, he jumped off the ground and slammed his shoulder into Brayshord's head. Maynard's attempt at smother was not a realistic attempt like imagine if Viney did this to Dacos and that's probably like, like Viney would be the type of, that is the type of player who's uncompromising at the contest. And he would have been absolutely desperate to get a fingertip to that kick. Mm -hmm. And, and, and Jack Viney would have found himself in that situation midair headlong to try and smother a ball and then working out what's he going to do as he, as in that split second, what's he going to do as he, Lands on the opposition player. So, if he, if any, if in fact he had time to do that, so that's a fair comparison. And I, I don't know what the answer is. I hope, I certainly hope that we take the colours of the the um, the Guernseys out mm, of it. Mm. That we look at the, the the circumstances of the matter and that we're actually fair to these guys that are playing football at breakneck speed. That that's it, it. That's
0: it. That's it for me in a nutshell. These guys and. This is the issue when you go when it goes for longer and longer. You watch it and you watch it frame by frame. He's running; it takes context out flat out, and he's jumping in the air. He cannot disappear, and that that's why I say I, I haven't seen any uh, past player of any note come out and say he should be suspended because you are understanding in that moment this is finals football. If you're not going flat out, you're going to be criticised for that. When you do go flat out, you can't just disappear. So yeah, you actually have to brace. And half protect yourself. Otherwise, you both get knocked out. And there is always going to be accidents. We see knee to the heads in marking contests all the time. And no one cares about it. The AFL doesn't care about that from a legal perspective. You can jump up, drive your knee into someone's head, running back with the flight of the ball, as long as you're looking to take a mark. And you're fine. But you can't jump and try and smother the football. So it is... I'm I'm really fired up about it and
1: I'm, it's yeah. a bit early for that bucks
0: but I think it's unfair to think he could have done anything else in that circumstance
1: well, my you were talking about how like there is going to be incidental head contact I think we've got to understand that there have been players that have been suspended this year for acts that I don't think are outside mm. what you would expect a footballer to do but this this, high, this idea of duty of care and this idea of protecting the head has become has has have this groundswell of support, or not support, but this this focus around it. And we've seen players, in my view, that have been penalised and, and suspended for acts that I think that others have have been let go of yeah, simply you've because been there on that. hasn't. Yeah. So to, to Tom McCartan, yeah, got off um, mm. got off a what looked like it was a bump and. And Shane McAdam was somewhat concussed, I think, and had a depressed cheekbone. There was another couple that have taken place recently. So, yes, we do get head contact that's, that's not penalised. I think we get some that is. I, there's a lot of grey area here for me because if you went all in on this, if you went all in on this duty of care and this medico-legal issue around concussion and head knocks, mm. you would, you'd be rubbing out five or six players on potential – potential damage to the head every week yep the game's in trouble if you want to go down that line yeah. uh
0: we are up and running we're here for melbourne airport parking nothing beats melbourne airport's terminal parking book online and for brent best on ground for john deere equipment
1: so probably no surprises at the end of the year i'll be hanging them up um and you know, still got another three weeks to go but really loved it i love you boys but it's it's uh got some notes just in case I get lost, boys. But um, yeah, I've loved it. I love you boys. And I feel like I could play till I'm 40, but I know that's not the reality. Um, you know, the body gets a bit uh, bit slower as you get older. And although I like to think I've still got a little bit left in me, I feel like going out with a little bit left in the tank is the right way to go about it. And I'm really comfortable with my decision. Um, also, the thought of going through another pre-season. Um, <laughs> Chasing <laughs> Bibchin and Cozzy around doesn't really sit well with me, so Michael Hibbert there announcing his retirement uh, to his teammates. It's hard he's, to do that. Yeah, look he's he's I've been an unashamed fan. He's yeah, um he's have. been one of my favorites from afar. Like he's had um he's had personal trauma away from the game. He's had the challenge of sort of moving from Essen going to, and restarting at Melbourne and I just I think he's a quality young bloke that has made the most of his opportunities. And the part that he said there about going out, he's still got mm. still going out with something in the tank. I think he's right because he performed really well. Uh, and, and and those jobs on the dangerous, the most dangerous sort of medium to small forwards, he's he's done that role as well as anyone. Mm. Um, he's had some injuries at times, but yeah, he's. Um, ha the, they're hard to replace those type of individuals within a, within a club, let alone the, the talent set that he brings on game day. Well said, Bucks. Uh, Djokovic is off to an absolute flyer in the final
0: of the US Open. He leads three love. Um, oh, he just blows me away how good that guy is. I've, I've said before, he's the greatest ever athlete in any sport. And I'm going to stand by that. Why
1: is he so polarising?
0: Um, he's, not,
1: he's not loved, is he? He's no. Not, no. Is it because he's so good? Like, <laughs> like it's it's if you just keep winning, has it become boring for for everyone? It I mean, is.
0: It is a bit boring, and that? he
1: and he's still he's he's still quite combative, and he? he's he's a bit of a smart-ass at times. Maybe that might might be what it is. But he's competitive. Yeah, Obviously, just gets everything out of himself. Uh, yeah, I've
0: I've admired his work and what a. Full professional he is, and I mean, he's still got plenty more in him. Like the way that he looks after himself, how driven he yeah. is, um, is so
1: incredible. So, our listeners on Temper Text, I'd like to know if, if you, if you, if you don't, if he doesn't resonate with you, why mm. I'd just, I'd love to know what it is because I, I just, see it seems to be this sense of this I don't know, it's like a resentment. There is, and, it,
0: and if he's not the greatest athlete ever, who is because I mean, it's always, you're never going to get the. You, always you a US bias on that. Well, isn't you're there? not going to get the uh, universal view on who the greatest athlete any sport all time is, but he he has to be in the conversation for the era that he's played, for the record that he's got that I don't think will ever be broken. If it's not him, who is it? Who's the greatest athlete ever? Usain Bolt
1: have to be up he's there. In, he's up there. Yeah, and- I've always thought that they, that to be like to be in that. Um, category, you need to be doing something that a lot of people do or can do. So everyone can run 100 metres. So for you, for Usain Bolt to, to do it as consistently as he did over the time they he did it, and Carl Lewis way back when was sort of thereabouts, wasn't he? Yep. So I think like that, everyone can, well, most people can run 100 metres. So that makes Usain Bolt's effort pretty good. Mm. Like a lot of people can dribble a, dribble a basketball, so Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant. So where does, t- become, where does tennis fit in well, there? Most people can pick up a racket and hit a, hit a ball, ball, and it's done across the world. Yeah, so yeah, he'd have to be right. So
0: twenty three. This will be twenty four if it goes the way that I think it is going. Um, Tiger and Woods
1: got got a, a vote
0: for Tiger Woods. Can and everyone can swing you it guys? All right,
1: thank you. <laughs> not as accessible
0: is it golf to, to to some people? No, not Memberships always. Memberships and, and all those types of things. Hillary is on the line. Hilary, I'm suggesting Djokovic is the greatest athlete all sports ever. What do you think?
1: I absolutely love Djokovic.
0: <laughs> what do you love about him?
1: I just I just love I reckon he's a lovely bloke. I don't think he's a smart ass. You see him round with the kids and he's terrific to them. He's good win or lose when he shakes hands with the purses. I just love him. That's good. That's not what I thought I was going to get. You no. got um, so jeez, we're getting us through a few through um, comes through Michael Tyson, uh, Michael Phelps, Kelly Slater, uh, Carlos is a drug cheat. Yeah, thanks for that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we've got a few. Muhammad Ali says, "Hold my beer." We've got a few. Don Bradman, the greatest. But you he, he can't. Could you? Can, can you call a cricketer an athlete? Yeah. What do you mean? It. What can you call a cricketer <laughs> an athlete? It's. <laughs> Like, you do need to run. And you do need to be able to run wickets. And I suppose you need to be able to field. The bowlers come in pretty hard, but I don't know. Are they athletes? They're all right.
0: oh, the cricketers, athletes. That'll get them going as well. I'm getting the wind up here. This is the ramble. He's done it. For A to B <laughs> Tritanium, three layers of AI powered security. Contact
1: A to B Tritanium.com. Hey, well done with that. We rambled. That was, that was like, we're nowhere. We just, <laughs>
0: we just rambled in all sorts of directions.